a good person, but I want you to stop what you're doing because it's time for the afternoons with Josh and Ken, a silly look at a serious world. It doesn't matter when you listen, Ken. It's always the afternoons. Well, look at this, Josh McCuga. We're here for another episode. We record these usually on Tuesdays. They air Friday, so we might talk about some things today that are more relevant to our lives now, but yeah. by Friday, the world will have changed. Sure, but sure. Serious world, a lot of serious things going on, but we're here just to try to find a little corner of happiness Amongst That's the a great darkness. way of looking at it. Right. And we have uh, four new listeners, four new subscribers uh, four? to the to the podcast, Ken. They go, by the, they go by the name of my aunt and my uncle. Okay. And my mother and my father. I took <sighs> their phones. I subscribed to the podcast, gave us five stars. But here's the funny thing. I wake up. I, I had them subscribe on Thursday. Right. I woke up on Friday morning because I was like, God, what are they watching? Nope. They were listening to us. Wow. They, first thing in the morning, because we, Amanda and I hadn't gotten up yet. And you know, old people, yeah. they like to wake up early in the morning. I shouldn't call them old. My my parents are very young <laughs> at heart, they but do. they love to wake up early. And uh, my parents were listening to the afternoons. And my dad said, you know, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I couldn't stop listening. I love you too. Wow. So I good. mean, I hope we could be honored with the presence of your parents. Yes. They've been on the Makuga show. Yeah. I'd love to, I love that collectively, individually. I'm sure I'd love to talk to your dad about the chair dance. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know? Uh, coming up in October, they're going to be out here in Los Angeles for my father's 70th birthday, 70. and he's requested 70 birthday presents. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna wrap up like foreign change that I've collected over the years. Some uh, old, uh, some Bo Jackson non rookie cards to give to him. I have uh, I have a Iraqi dollar for lack of a better. I don't know okay. what the actual amount it is. I can't remember, and it's got Saddam on it. Okay, from pre. Like 2003 era. Okay. I'll maybe donate that to the cause. <laughs> he want, the, maybe we could, as one of his gifts, maybe we bring him on the show. Or we, oh, we or yeah. we have him call in and give the history of the charity. Yeah, it's both, up to you. Both are possible. It's possible. The afternoons are going to go on. Oh, fly in the studio. Did you catch it? I got it. You caught that fly. Uh-huh. Dropped him. Oh. Like a bad habit. Spike that football. Spike oh, that football. Oh, man. Speaking of football. Yeah, yeah. We, huh. got a, we got a guest on the show today. Oh. The two weeks in a row with a yeah. call-in guest. Oh, um, I gonna, love it. I'm going to give him a call now. He's all the way in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we're hoping that he and his dad will be inductees into the Sports Reference Ooh. Hall of Fame. Um, Ooh, I love this. And uh, he, he's been, he, and he's a, he's a nerd like us, Ken. He loves yeah. Star Wars. He loves Lord of the Rings. And I want him to tell his honeymoon story because it's incredible. Uh, let's see if we can get this gentleman on the line. And this is the afternoons is not broadcast live. It's recorded no. live. We had the option of maybe making sure this works and edit. No, no. Nope. I like the afternoons. And it, this worked. Oh, oh, he's here. What's he, up? That was, that was a half ring. Half ring. He half was waiting ring. for it. What's up, buddy? I, I, I'm actually, uh, yeah, I, I was just finishing up a previous afternoons with Josh and Ken. I'm so upset that I missed the college football preview in the Game of Thrones talk. Oh, I mean... You, you can join in. I mean, our college football preview is very quick, t Right, right. right. <laughs> and our Game of Thrones is... I mean, no, but dude, you fucking nailed it, though. It's just like Alabama. That's it. That's there it. That's, that's it. You're done. Uh, well, I feel like we should introduce them before we get to yeah. go. But uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone from 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, an LSU alum, a huge uh, go with an ex-Tigers fan. It's T-Bob Bear. T-Bob, welcome to the show, buddy. Yo, what's going on? It's uh, actually kind of the afternoon here in Louisiana, so it's uh, it's great to be on, boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I am so happy to have this conversation with you. I mean, I hear you were a nerd, which I would not have guessed. Is it true you play a Lord of the Rings card game, sir? 
Uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings card game is probably my favorite card game of all time. <laughs> it is uh, like punishingly difficult. It's co-op, which is kind of nice. You get team up your friends. Very well designed. I have spent. Uh, I mean, I, I've knocked out like 13, 15 hour sessions on that game before. <laughs> In one fail swoop, thirteen. One fell swoop. But if you think that's impressive, <laughs> my gaming group recently set a record. So I got a beautiful little six month old baby daughter. Now I'm holding right. my arms right now. Oh, new dad. But, uh, Yep, yep, it's awesome. Congratulations. Look, I'll I'll be honest. I'd be more impressed. Oh, that's cute. I'd be more impressed if he's like, here's uh, my baby daughter in one arm and my Gandalf's ace of spades in the other. (laughs) So she has, I mean, she sat down for some Gloomhaven. So have have y'all ever heard of Gloomhaven? No. No, but it sounds incredible. So this is the number one game on BoardGameGeek.com right now. It's awesome, dude. Dungeon crawler, tactical, co-op, four players. You're out there slaying your way through dungeons, but... Basically, because I'm a father now and responsible, yeah. I only get one real game day a month. Okay. And okay. so when we do it, we try to plan it all the way out. And a couple sessions ago, we got together on Saturday. Nobody had anything to do that night, nothing on Sunday. We played 9 a.m. to 3 a.m., 18 hours straight of Gloomhaven action with only one 15-minute break for Chinese. Oh, so my one of the best God. days of my life. So <laughs> we, which one of you pooped in a bucket? Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, I mean, it, there were a couple times where I, I tend to have the most volatile stomach of the group. So there are little five minute breaks here or there. Uh, okay. I, it's not full on like Cartman in the South Park episode right. where he's just shitting in his mom's face, but <laughs> it's not so different either. <laughs> How do you call for it? Like a, a Balrog's coming up. I've got a Balrog coming up. Give me two minutes. <laughs> you shall not pass. Critical oh. fail. Now, Critical fail. Time T- to hit the toilet. T Bob, am I am I false in in saying this? But did you take your honeymoon in uh, New Zealand at the uh, Shire? Uh, this is also true. Yeah. This is also true. Oh. Now I, I will say this in, right. in retrospect. While I made some invaluable memories mm-hmm. and I met some great people, a eleven day Lord of the Rings tour may have been a bit aggressive for the honeymoon. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a little structured. <laughs> a lot of bus riding, <laughs> like four hours on a bus. Then you go out and see a location. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. That scene was filmed here. No way. And you take a picture, and then you're back on the bus for another couple hours. That said, the actual trip to the Shire, to yeah. Mata Mata, New Zealand, is incredible, man. I would recommend anybody do that. But then, like, just go enjoy the rest of the country on your own. But uh, the, the Shire part was amazing. No, wait. Is there is there a, like, a five-day option, a seven-day option, or like the max package is the 11, and you said, screw it, let's do 11. <laughs> do 11 days. I mean, sadly, yeah. We chose the, the maximum length package. I wish you could remember the company that, uh, to give a shout-out, but uh, they're great. They're I, great. I think uh, red I, carpet tours, I think, New Zealand. Sounds about Shout-out to them. Uh, I, yeah, think, look, I think that's longer but, than the but, fellowship but, itself. I, I, I did get... A gray scarf, uh, mm. a la Gandalf, made okay. from the actual place that made all the uh, wardrobes from the movie. I got okay. a golden ring made from the actual uh, ringsmith or goldsmith. 
that made them for the movies. And yeah, I, I came home with some pretty sweet loot. So See, well done. Uh, I think it was worth it in the end. I, I imagine uh, T-Bob like going to a gift shop at Weta Workshop. Though really, in my head, I wanted to be like an actual like dwarf from Moria <laughs> mining and making the gold ring and kind of like, oh my God. <laughs> you go. Fourth. It, it, that, that was actually one of the coolest parts because I'm a huge Weta Workshop fan. Yeah. I've watched the, so if y'all ever watch the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. Oh, once a year, I, I put them all on on a Saturday. There you go. Yes. Oh, I love you so much more now. <laughs> well, okay. So you've probably seen the appendices then, right? The making of, they have like oh, yeah. six to eight hours on every single movie. I have watched those as a kid. I used to watch those making of religiously. <laughs> and so like I fell in love with Weta Workshop. Get it to that yeah. place lot, like live and in real life with like district nine props and Lord of the Rings. It was, it was awesome. And your, that. and your lovely wife who was uh, the photographer at our wedding and Ken, you know, was yeah. fishing our wedding. T Bob, she is not as big a Lord of the Rings fan as you. Is that correct? Right. <laughs> she can't even really name the characters too much, but she, she, loves, it like, <laughs> she, lo- she loves, she loves, she loves, it kind of threw me. Sure. But then I think By proxy. I, I, I kind of saw it was like, you know, New Zealand's a beautiful country in this way. We'll get to see everything, right? <laughs> We're going to start at the north and then all the way in Queenstown. You can take pictures the entire time. And so, like, we got a lot of great photos, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was probably an especially weird experience for her. <laughs> I love on, on day four, she's like, what did I do? And you're like, Gimli was over there. <laughs> Boromir I mean, when, died. When it, got, when it got really rough, would be like, because we'd go out, we'd go out drinking wherever we were that night. Yeah. And when you got like 7 a.m. wake up calls oh and people are goodness. glaring at you because oh. you're like a little late getting on the bus, it's like, oh, geez, too much. This shire isn't going to see itself. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> we're taking the hobbits to Isengard and you fools are late. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Uh, all right, T Bob, let's. I'm going to switch directions here real yep. quick. Now, oh, look at little baby. That sounds like that. I know. I'm sorry. Kaylin, oh. Kaylin's on her way back. From the gym right now, and I just, I just for a little while. It's not enough. Oh, what time is putting her in jumper? It's good. You have more responsibility now, and yeah. you, you are ten years younger than me, and I've had in my <laughs> entire life. So, um, you, you sent a picture of yourself doing some splits at a yoga yeah. lattes. Could mm. you, could yeah, you go bro, more you into like that? that? I did like that a lot, actually. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, it, it's my favorite type of workout that I've ever done in my entire life. It's called yoga lattes. I do it in Baton Rouge. It's you mentioned hot yoga. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a mixture of hot yoga and Pilates. Wow. And uh, but, Pilates. But I don't know, man. I'm. I'm. I'm you're, you're not in studio best. right now, but you. But Ken just passed out thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look. Yeah. I. I. Now I should say this. I've always been pretty flexible. So like. Okay. The full middle split's been a party trick of mine, really, from high school on. Wow. But I've never been able to, like, go ass to the floor and just sit down there like I can now. Wow. wow. Now, yeah. I mean, we no, should, no, they, we they, should they, tell they our fans, though, T-Ball, we should tell our fans, though, at your peak, I mean, you're, as your dad calls you, super baby, You're at your peak, you're probably, what, 6'6", 310? And your biggest? I was, I was, so I'm, I'm six three, but okay, uh, six, the three. heaviest I ever was, I was about three eighteen. Three eighteen. When I was bulking up to play guard senior year, ah, and I was benching yeah. like four forty five at the time. <laughs> that is a Just big like boy. Just like a massive. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a bulldozer sitting down to do the splits, man. That's yeah. a big thing. That's good. wow. That's I got, I got, I got greasy hips. <laughs> it it, it yeah. served me a lot. It helps me avoid injury. It helps yeah. me on the dance floor. 
Ooh. It helps me in these yoga lattes classes. Yeah, I'll tell you what. But, you, but the yoga lattes classes are great because, like, you, you you sweat everything out. It's so damn hot in there. Yeah. You kind of get in the zone. I have fully given up on being self-conscious in any facet during mm. that class. Like, I stink. I sweat. <laughs> I embrace it. I'm doing obnoxious breathing. Like, yeah. the entire time. And, uh, and I love it. Now, it also doesn't hurt that I do live right next to a college campus so it tends to be filled with very attractive people yeah. uh, which is like one of those competitive almost like you know tribal urges where it's like you get competitive you want to go you want to do good yes you want to yeah. impress everybody and have, have you ever requested journey during yoga <laughs> no no which that wow that story that but i mean to be honest when i heard playlist yoga that's actually what i assumed too Correct. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, you know, some, you know, and, we'll just get some good tunes. And this week at the end, I so I've been taking yoga now twice a week, and right. uh, I take a weekend class. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the class, uh, the teacher goes, "All right, we're gonna play some, uh, we're gonna play some more up tempo music and do some abs." And I whistled. I did the old like. And she was like, oh, somebody's whistling in approval. And Amanda just smacked me. And she was like, you don't whistle during yoga. I was like, okay. There's a lot of rules in yoga. Yeah, I don't yeah, know about this know. yoga yeah. rule. No, man, look, you, you're, that's just unbridled excitement. That all that <laughs> yeah. is. There's something very innocent about that sort of enthusiasm. I appreciate that. Thanks, T-Bob. Uh, okay, so T-Bob, on the show, we, we have what we're calling the Sports Reference Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And our first inductee was a former pitcher for the New York Yankees and Pittsburgh Pirates, one Rick Roden. Rick Roden. Uh, he sent some some stuff to yeah. us. His signed. son Tanner. Yeah. His son Tanner, fan of the show, uh, sent us some stuff. So nice. we, we were thinking maybe you and your dad could send us a couple images to put on the background here of the show and become the next two inductees of the Sports Reference Hall of Fame. What do you think? I, I would love nothing more. Okay. I, am, I am truly honored. And I think my father literally has like a closet full of signed stuff just to give people whenever they ask for it. <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to personalize. I want, hello, Dan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. That baby is baby and I love it. She's great. She's That'd be great. great. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Come on, Alice. Come on, girl. It's okay. Where's your mom at? Uh, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's it is what it is, is really fatherhood cool. I was like? talking, so we, we went to the lake this weekend and right. it's like me and all my other like core friends and we're all married now. There's like four or five kids running around and uh, we threw down. It was fun. <laughs> like, I mean, college style party. Just, I love it. I just I mean, it, it, it was crazy. But we were talking and we're like, you know, where's all the time go? Because I feel like Caitlin was just pregnant and now it's like six months later and we're convinced yeah. that human beings is like an evolutionary tactic. You, we, we have evolved where we kind of warp time once you start parenting. Cause like, you're so in it, you're trying to take care of him. Like get him to stop crying, like feed him, change him. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're 50 and months have gone by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like all these old, you know, these crazy old stereotypes and that all these people tell you, it's like, I'm finding them all to be true. But, uh, how, do you, how is it? How has it changed your life being a dad? Because you know, I mean, you've met my wife before. She's been asking for a baby since before I asked her to actually be my girlfriend. Oh wow! So uh, how has how has life changed in 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 Babyland? I mean, to me, it's it's I, it's changed very positively. But like, I also feel like I waited until I was ready because. Mm. 
I, I've seen people that have had that. Some of my friends had babies like right out of college, maybe a little bit earlier, and now they're kind of like sick of it. Like to me, it's like I got blackout drunk like <laughs> twice a weekend, every weekend for what felt like ten years. Like <laughs> I was—I don't know what kind of damage I did in my brain, but 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 I was ready to kind of yeah. like not do any of that, and that's maybe the greatest part about it. If you want to talk about a built-in excuse to get out of anything, and I mean anything, <laughs> like work stuff, friend stuff, people want you to go here, do that. Oh, oh, sorry, man. I'm on baby duty right now. Oh, man. I, 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 I would love to. The wife's got to work, though. I got to cover. We couldn't get a babysitter. Like, it is a golden built-in excuse. But in that regard, it's changed very positively. I, I would just say probably less sleep, less sleep. Is, the, uh, is the worst part. Because, like, when we were at the lake this weekend— like I said, we're all feeling ourselves, so we're staying up to like 3 a.m., just drinking, smoking cigarettes, which you don't <laughs> normally do, just really like tearing up the body. Uh, but the problem now is like you have to wake up at 7. Yeah. There's no other options. Their so, survival uh, I, depends I was hurting on Monday. Yeah. I love the idea of this lake party where like two of the babies stole a speedboat. <laughs> like <laughs> just well, the parents are blacked out drunk for old time's sake. It was uh, it, it was a good time. But look, all the babies they, they they all cooperated perfectly. That that is one cool thing about babies. They go to bed at like seven o'clock, so then you kind of have your nights uh, to do with nice. what you will. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun, man. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of a mind fuck to see like yeah, you know, to see your old college buddies and you've seen them in the most. <laughs> just degenerate spots in the most degenerate states, like throw up all over them, yeah. like laying yeah. in the canal on Bourbon Street, where all that Bourbon Street juice gathers. You don't really know oh, exactly what it is. The sludge. And then now you see him, and he's got like a a baby bouncing on his lap. It's oh, crazy. It's a different kind of vomit on him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. T. Bob. Okay, you know Ken and I, uh, when we were younger, we wanted to be professional athletes. And yeah. for somebody like you who played Division One football and then played a couple years in the NFL, mm-hmm. what can you give us some stories uh, for guys that just were in the stands thinking about how fun it was? Do you have any great <laughs> stories from from your days playing ball? Yeah, it was. Um it, it, it was incredible. I mean, as far as the on-field stuff goes, yeah, I just think it's hard to like. Like, it brought out emotions and experiences that I don't know that I'll ever have again. Like, there is something truly ancient about being on that field, like ninety something thousand people mm. cheering and going crazy, and 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 you know you're about to just get in this like violent physical three and a half hour brawl where like at the end of it, you're either going to win and everything you worked for over the past year, you know, X amount of years, like it's all worth it or you lose. And then everybody's upset with you, the media, the, your, your, your schoolmates, like uh, the fans, the coaches. And so there's just so much on the line that the feeling of accomplishment from when you like physically dominate your opponent and mentally dominate, right? You literally submit them to your will (laughs) to do that and to win the game. It is one of the best feelings that I think you can ever have. And in case you can't tell, I tend to view college football through this like medieval fantasy type (laughs) lens. And and like, like when I was putting on, it was always Led Zeppelin pregame. And when I'm putting on the pads, it was like putting on pieces of armor and it ended with the face paint. Then it was time to go. But when you think about major college football, is it not like a medieval tournament day, like a Game of Thrones tournament day? It's like there's exotic sights and sounds and smells and, and, and people are singing. But then there's this 
this other group of people and they wear <laughs> weird colors and, and they eat weird food and they sing weird songs and like, and you know, they're not going to win. And then at the end of the day, after this, all this partying and all this excitement and this buildup, you meet in the glorious tilt on the field in battle. And it's ultimately your fate and you, is decided there. And you played in a place called Death Valley, for Christ's sake. I mean, it really all does come full circle. It's, no, I mean, it's, it's wild. And like, and like, when else would people wear purple and yellow? Right, right, right. Like, like, like no one's going out in purple and yellow. No one's trying to look respectable in purple and yellow. But that's part of that exotic kind of tournament day type of feel so that, that that's really my favorite part of college football is the pageantry and the bands and the way oversized stadiums and ninety thousand people it's just it's crazy man i mean penn state my senior year well junior year they finally finished the edition and there was a hundred fifteen thousand people at a night game against wow. nebraska which was something that you know rarely in your life will you ever see but for you, ninety thousand people. You're in the you're in the the gladiatorial. You're inside the Coliseum. Yeah. You're fighting the actual tiger, and you guys have an actual tiger as a mascot. Am I right? Yes. Now it's no longer like the 1950s, where he lived in a sad little cage, and they would like tase him before games <laughs> to yell at opponents. And I, he doesn't even actually come out into the stadium anymore. Oh, he damn. hangs out in his cage. It's very nice. Okay, okay. But uh, but yes, we do have an actual tiger, Mike. But think about that. Think if like okay, so like late seventies, the famous game in LSU lore where USC came to town. Okay. They were number one. They end up winning. But imagine being a player at USC. This is pre-internet, right? Okay. right. So you know you might have seen a lion in a magazine or a tiger in a magazine here or there. Yeah. But but you're in this place, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's like ninety degrees. It's humid as shit, right? Yeah. Your, your balls, like, there's no difference between the sun and the shade. <laughs> and then when you leave the locker room, you have a full-size Bengal tiger yelling at you, <laughs> along with, like, 70,000 crazy drunk Cajuns yelling at you. It just had to be a surreal experience uh, for someone from California, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, man. I just love this image of uh, T-Bob in the huddle and his teammates, like, are you quoting King Theoden to yourself <laughs> from Return of the King? How did well, it look, come I, to this? I would be lying if I said that I did not watch uh, the charge of the Rahiram from Return of the King and multiple pregames to get <laughs> to get fired up. That was another absolutely. kind of go-to scene to get going. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Form the line. Reform the line. <laughs> When he's canning death, <laughs> just that inevitable charge, you know you're going to your death. It's like the charge of the light brigade. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I just it's, saw the blind side. This, 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 something noble in that. This, this proves. This Actually, proves. Coach O, coach is in the blind side. He sure there, is. Yeah. He sure is. This this all proves to me that I think sports and nerd fandom are literally the same thing. Yes, they're the same muscle. You are worshiping purple and gold costumes. Mm -hmm. One of them is a real human playing football. The other one is King Theoden. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. Yeah. It's all the same. Well, it's like like everybody is nerdy about something, right? Like like if a car guy wants to talk to me, I don't know shit about cars. I don't care about cars. I really, I just... I, I, I never have, but like you, you have guys that talk about cars the same way that I talk about Lord of the Rings or comic books or Harry Potter. And so everybody's got their thing that they're nerdy about. And yeah, when you look at sports, it's everywhere, man. There are a lot of guys who would never consider themselves nerds, but they, they are like the nerdiest about it. The ones who are most obsessed. Yeah. Who listen to sports talk 24 seven and, and always want to just chat about it at the gas station and stuff. So, uh, it's, I, it, it's cool, man. I applaud everybody to 
fully embrace their nerdness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I have, a, we have two more questions for you. Before we started talking, you talked about, uh, you didn't get to listen to our game of Thrones prediction. So you're going in clean right. and you didn't hear our college football preview. And it must, as an SEC man yourself, you must hate Alabama just as much as I do, but way more because of the, uh, the perennial Nick Sabanism that I, I just don't understand. Wow. So, so a little background on my relationship with Alabama, it's probably worse then you might realize because my senior year of college, we were uh, we were thirteen and zero. We'd actually gone to Alabama, beaten them in their stadium, and yet, just because of how the BCS and everything worked out, they just got voted into the national championship despite not winning the SEC. And we got embarrassed. We lost twenty one nothing this time around. We, so national championship lost. 21 nothing. It's one of the worst games in school history. Since then, Alabama's gone on to get better and better while we've gotten worse and worse. Like, it's just, <laughs> just like the, the analogy that I use is Roman Carthage, right? Have you ever heard of Carthage? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Battle of Carthage. So, yeah. So there's like, so, so Rome was this ancient superpower, right? So was Carthage. And at one point, they were the two best and they came to a head. And there's a reason now why we don't have any, like, Carthaginian echoes, right? There's Roman echoes everywhere. Our court system, our Congress, all this yeah. stuff. There's none of that in Carthage. It's because they got wiped off the face of the earth. So, like, <laughs> we're kind of like Carthage in this scenario. So, yes, I hate Alabama. <laughs> Basically, the mountain that I spent my entire life trying to climb when I was on the edge of it, Alabama kicked me down that mountain now. And so instead of, instead of the, the ring going in, Frodo yeah. and Sam, they all went in too. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, and now it's like that same asshole that caused you all that loss and made you so upset goes on to just be like the greatest person ever and everybody's obsessed with him and lauds him constantly. So... Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 brutal. It's brutal. I hate Alabama. I, I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> he blacked out. All right, and finally, uh, before we let you go, and T. Bob, can't thank you enough for calling in. Yeah. Loved having you. Uh, for those out there, you guys can find T. Bob online uh, at just at T. Bob A. Bear. Uh, is there an underscore in there? It's T. T. Just T. B. O. B. Five three. T. Bob five three. T. Bob five three. And every morning in Baton Rouge, seven to nine a.m. on one hundred four five ESPN. You're a big Game of Thrones guy, just like uh, yeah. the rest of the collective consciousness. Who do you think? Yeah. Who do you think sits on the Iron Throne at the end? Do you think there is an Iron Throne, and who do you want to be on the Iron Throne? So there's a guy in Ben Rouge that I've come to know um, through some purchases that I make from him. Okay. But he is a uh, he is a true Game of Thrones lore master, and I do not use that term lightly. Like he. Uh, he writes on the main fan sites, like pages upon pages. And uh, I was sitting down for about 45 minutes with him the yeah. other day, just chopping it up, right? Wow. Picking his brain. That's he's like got Ken's dream. Just like, yeah. He's got everything dialed in. And uh, he thinks his long shot, who, who he kind of wants to see there, he thinks Sansa might be the one who ends up on the, uh, on the Iron Throne in the end. I think there's a good chance maybe Cersei does. And then one of my buddies who just chained like all the shows for the first time a couple weeks ago, he, he was saying the other day, and I think it's a good thought. Uh, what if it's what what if it's um, what if the White Walkers win? Right? Uh, I mean, if there was ever a show for the bad guys to just win, 
and Game of Thrones would be the one. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the, the throne not existing, the world as we know it changing. It, it might be democracy comes to the land, but it also might be the Night King just kicks ass like Alabama and sends everyone away. <laughs> the Crimson Emperor, dude. The Crimson yeah. Emperor and the Night King are yeah. very similar. Him and Nick Saban. Nick Saban <laughs> is the Night King. He is. As a, as a, he is. He as truly a, is. His as, shadow and reach knows no bounds uh, over the realms of college football. As, as a Miami I, I, Dolphin I, I, I fan, I agree. I got one agree. complaint, though, okay. about, about last season of Game of Thrones, and yeah. I heard y'all chopping up a little bit. Okay. The travel time thing, um, while I was a long-term defender of it, mm-hmm. I do think they kind of went a bit too far there, but I'm even willing to, uh, whatever, I'm, I'm willing sure. to let that go. What I do not understand is how in the world their plan, their genius plan to save the world, was to get like all their most important people, including Jon Snow, and put them on a suicide mission to capture a single zombie to then bring back to Cersei. I thought that was the dumbest plan i've ever heard of and it's still a kind of like it it it, it angers me how much it kind of takes me out of it that that was what they set down and that's the plan that these these great leaders came up with as to how to win this war no okay Uh, listen i i I semi agree with you before mm -hmm. i let ken go on his because ken is the foremost if we're talking about the lore masters of southern california ken is the foremost lore master (laughs) um I, it's the same kind of thing when somebody asks me, you know, why are you the one that has to go pick up the food? How, why do you have to pick up the takeout? Because if you want the job done right, you do it yourself. You G-Bob. send a Makuga? You send Makuga to get the Chinese because he's going to come back with every item perfect. Yeah, unless, like, it's almost a guarantee that you're going to die on the way to the restaurant. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no, you should, Jon Snow should have never... Never, ever, ever been exposed to that sort of danger. Just get those other guys to go do it. He's already died once. He doesn't need to go through that again. That's terrible. I, I, I come down on this. I actually agree in the sense of when it happened, I was like, this this is the dumbest plan ever. Is that the point? They haven't really played around with that being the point. I think in story it was supposed to be dumb, but then I think the fans felt cheated when no one but uh, uh, the, the Thoros Amir died. If more people had yeah. died, you would have been like, well, yeah, duh, that's what's supposed to happen. But I, I understand. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I, I will say this, though. Uh, getting to actually see high production value dragons and yeah. like like what they would do to an ancient battlefield that was fascinating like i, I love every bit of that but yeah. probably my favorite thing to ever come out of a game of thrones fight scene can't remember which season it was that they'll fight at the wall when you have the giant with the bow and arrow that's yeah. essentially just shooting trees like <laughs> i don't know as someone who loves fantasy i never thought about that concept a giant yeah. With a giant sized bow and arrow, and it still sticks with me. I just think it's beautiful. I love that scene too. That is an amazing love scene. Love it. That's amazing a great season scene. four. Season four. There it is. The lore master. The lore master, yeah. <laughs> you know you, you called it. <laughs> All right, T Bob. Dude, thanks for uh thanks for being on with us. Really appreciate it. Uh look forward. I'll send you uh the address and we'll get you up here on the sports reference hall of fame for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I want nothing more than your LSU Bengal Tigers to meet my Penn State Nittany Lions in a national championship at some point down the line so I can wear blue and white, you can wear purple and uh, yellow, and we can uh, we can just have a good old time singing songs, dirges in the dark, and, yes. uh, and drinking well into the night, my friend. Also, I have an 18-inch fully maple 
wooden tobacco pipe in the style of Bilbo so we can smoke out of that while we do it. Perfect. What a way to go out. What a way to go I out. Al- I also thought that, s- that sentence was starting a lot different spot than it ended up. You know? Oh, you, you hung up. I have an 18-inch. Finish it, finish it. A lot of fun. Wow. A fan of the afternoon. Legend. How's your elbow? You were holding up that phone the entire time. You know, Ken? Uh, a half hour of pain. Real quick story. Yeah. I one time was walking around talking to my dad on the phone, trying to get my steps in, and I'd had my <laughs> phone up to my arm for so long. And when I brought it down, my bicep had seized. Yeah. And I, cu- I was having trouble basically curling yeah. anything, just holding yeah. things for about two and a half days. But I feel great right now. Okay, I was resting good. my We're arm just- on, the sh- on the chair here. and uh, I, I got- love it. Thank you, T-Bob. Again, follow T-Bob, T-Bob 53. I just did. I just did myself. Uh, I love, I love to, you said it when your, when your wife, Amanda called in on last week's episode, all these shows we're, we're trying to get Skype. I have Zencaster, all <laughs> these things, just speaker phone, hold it up to the mic. Yeah, just, I mean, it sounds the exact same and we're, we're right here at times, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, wow, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, if you're, uh. A uh, listener out there uh, for uh, 104.5 ESPN, you know, uh, you know, like, I like let them know that you heard him on the afternoon. Yeah, give him a follow, give him a shout, T Bob. Uh, again, I loved, I loved, and we've talked about it on here before. Yeah. Sports fandom, nerd fandom, any awesome. kind of fandom. I mean, if you are a huge fan of the Great British Break Off and you would go to see a live version, you are just a nerd like us that you yeah. would go to see a live version of the afternoons or something like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing to me. I've always said that. I, my friend Tim Powers was the one to really put it in my brain first. Like. He's a big baseball fan and a comic book fan. He's like Stan Musial and uh, Superman, kind of the same. Correct. Kind of the same to me. I think Um, my my dad uh, told this story. I'd love him to tell it on the podcast, but mm -hmm. he, I think he, you, I know, he was telling Mark, I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) So that went all off the rails. Uh, he was saying that he traded uh, a Roberto Clemente rookie card for an old ep- uh, an old copy of a Mad Magazine with an eight ball on the cover. Okay. And then his dad, my grandpa Makuga, said, "No Mad Magazine will be in this house. None of this, <laughs> none of this jargon in our house." And he got rid of the Mad Magazine. So not only did my dad lose his his Mad Magazine and his Roberto Clemente card, yeah. but he lost the few a Roberto Clemente rookie card. Now it's worth about eight grand. Yeah. You know. I just love that the old grandpa was like, uh, "We won't have pop culture." Pa- Parody no in way. this house. No uh, way. But at the time, Mad Magazine, I remember too, when I'd get it sometimes in the 80s, like a little racy humor sometimes. You know, it, as a 10 year old. For a Catholic yeah, household in Pittsburgh? Yeah, like exactly. said, says, Are you okay? Are you recovered? Because I know we we hit the record button the moment you hit it in the house because we had a call, yeah. uh, get this call uh, with, with T Bob in. And uh, you had some traffic on the way here. Mm-hmm. And I know you are not good with traffic. You are a road rager. Yeah. I heard you discuss this on Collider Live recently. Um, this is a serious problem. I just yeah. want to make sure you're okay. No, I'm fine, Ken. I, yeah. I'm i good. Everything is fine. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I don't mind traffic when I don't have anywhere to be. Right. But when, I ha- when there's traffic and I need to be somewhere, I am livid. It starts building up, right? right? So I'm on the 405. And for those uh, people in California that don't know, every no, there's no freeway that's worse than one or the other. They're all bad. They're all point. pretty bad at certain, at certain times of day. Right? Yeah, nowadays. And 20 years ago when I moved here, we were like, ah, oh, you could take the 170. It's yeah, not 105, as, yeah, not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the interchange where the 405 overtop, like past Gerbil, coming to the valley, mm-hmm. where it splits to the 101, that merge, yeah. is always standstill. It's right? called the Sepul- Sepulveda Pass. Sepulveda Pass. So I decided to ignore the 101. I jumped on Burbank Boulevard. Yeah. Well, 
I didn't look into it, and there was construction on Burbank Boulevard, so that was backed up. Ooh. So when I finally got to Chandler, I was able to kind of fly down yeah. Chandler yeah. And, and make it here in time for the T-Bob call. But I texted him, I said, you know, I'm not usually this unprofessional, because I'd already pushed him back one, because yeah, I had yeah, a meeting, and da-da-da-da-da. So we, again, thank you to, uh, to T-Bob. And people are like, his name is T-Bob? T-Bob is uh, junior in... Like yes. T-Bob is junior in Cajun. And his great. father, of course, Bobby Hebert. Bobby, the great quarterback, quarterback for the Saints. Saints and Falcons, Falcons that's right. Yep. And uh, T-Bob makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. remember the first time you told me that. I was like, yeah. like T-Bone Burnett? No, <laughs> T-Bob. Oh, no, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so that's, uh, I like that there. And I like, uh, become like, friends with his whole family. His uh, his sister, Cammie, is a mm-hmm. great, great friend. She was in our wedding. Yeah. And uh, again, his wife was our wedding photographer. That's and right. I totally brother, forgot that, yeah. His brother, Bo, is an amazing dude. Uh, now, I think he's back in New Orleans coaching basketball. And there, her, uh, his sister, Ryan, works for Moomoo as well. So an amazing yeah. family. Teresa, Bobby, they're fantastic. fantastic Sounds uh, great. Uh, to have. I, love, I love you have uh, friends in all regions. Yeah. Friends and over. I just want to make sure you're calm, and I'm glad you're I'm calm, calm. Ken. I'm I, you're a little. You came in a little hot because the traffic. I came a little depressed, right? Because I, you said you texted me like I'm gonna be a little late. I'd finished up an interview for the Knapsack Files. I was like, great. I'm gonna sit down, play some PlayStation, relax. What I got an hour. Ooh, I streamed for a little bit. <laughs> Played some Battlefront Star oh, Wars, and that okay. was fine. Sure. And then I got off because I got a text from you, and I thought, oh, he must be close. Mm-hmm. Turns out you said, nope, late. So I'll play some baseball. Okay. MLB the show, managing the Cubs because the Yankees fired me in the game, as we know. Oh, right. Um, and I lost like three games in a row, oh, blew no. one game in the ninth inning. And right before you got here, it's like, I'm a little depressed. <laughs> It's the things that get us. And things, it, and I was like, how are yeah. we going to pull this afternoons off? Yeah. We have to do it. We do. And we're here. We're, we're here. here for all of you. We're here. Uh, the, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. the level of I'm gonna exhaustion, pull you through this. the le- level of exhaustion I'm feeling today, Ken, because oh, my parents, yeah. listen, we talked last week on our, our YouTube yeah. about entertaining your parents, what to do. And your parents came town. to town. My parents came to town. I love them to death. They're amazing, amazing people. I'm an extremely lucky son to have uh, two amazing parents. Yeah. But you know when you when you are there with you for five days and you're you're entertaining and you're going to meals and you're you're not really eating healthy per se right and uh, you're constantly taking them everywhere and making sure they're okay because as a, as a son because the thing is when your parents get older you still think your parents are thirty five like when you were six years yeah, old yeah. my parents coming right. up on seventy two and it's like right. uh, they're thirty nine for me correct you know? yeah, yeah. It, to, to me when I look at my parents will always be that age when I first saw them as adults when I was like six. Right. Yeah. But you know, they're just, they're, they are. And I, I want to like take them I'm like, come on, hurry up. We got to get to here. We got to get to here. Right. But, and I also want to take care of them. I want to make sure, sure that they're okay. I constantly want to make sure that they're, they're fine. And they are easy. My dad likes taking naps like I do. My mom likes taking naps like I do. So this trip, I will say, though I'm kind of exhausted because I was also busy all weekend. We had shows. Yesterday was crazy doing all kinds of stuff. We shot a Josh pretty. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm more tired having done less with them than if I had done way more. If you just kept going. Yeah. It was the easiest trip we've had because we were just like, we hung on the couch. We just worked together. We did a puzzle. It was amazing. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I love Wait a puzzles. <laughs> what puzzle did you do? It was called food porn. You can check out on- uh, With your parents. With my parents. My dad opened it. He's like, food porn? I don't see any boobs on here. Oh, it was just no. eggs and fruits and waffles Boy, and pancakes. It was all breakfast. If she, I pulled something out and said, Mom, you want to do a food porn puzzle, I'd be asked to leave the house. Right. No, she jumped in. The whole family, all four of us, okay. Amanda, myself, Dad, Mom, oh, did no. a puzzle. And then as they left yesterday, my dad bought us another puzzle for Amanda and I to do. And Amanda woke up. She's like, oh, we're doing a puzzle again already? And then before you know, I'm looking, and she, she was in the kitchen drinking her coffee, just staring, staring at the puzzle. At She's it. already formulating a plan to get the Planning puzzle attack. done. Yep. It was like Amanda sitting there like, food porn. What was the picture? It was it was a breakfast food porn. Like two, so it was two eggs plums and fuck it. 
<laughs> like what? Like, what do you got there? Why did you have to pick plum? Why is plum the funniest what, fruit out there? What's that banana doing to that apple? Ooh, <laughs> that waffle is getting it. Let me tell you. Well, I wanted, what I wanted to see was if they had, it said food porn. So I see the picture and Amanda's like, ooh, that looks delicious. Let's get it. We'll do it in our kitchen. It'll be food. Da, da, right, da, da. Right. You know, and my dad, he is the king of the dad joke. He loves a good dad joke. Yeah, as he should. And he's like, <laughs> there's, a, there's not really any nudity in this. I'm kind of confused by food porn. So then I start looking at it. Did they arrange some of the fruit into the shape of like a wiener? Or oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just yeah. a lot of food that looks delicious. Hence pornography. I feel like that's such a millennial term, right? Or it's food like, porn? Uh, let's take this picture of pure food porn. I don't know. Oozing Millennials thing. are 62 now, so <laughs> I don't know what are we doing. Uh, it is a weird title. I don't right, know. But right. they, I know what you mean, though. Like, but, but now my dad got me a 500. So that was a 500. Okay. This new one, 550. Okay, I mean, I've done 1,000 pieces before. No big deal. I'm kind of a Where big deal. Where did you pull this puzzle? I've always love loved that. puzzle. Love when I was puzzles. a kid... My dad and I used to do puzzles in the basement all the time. And then we'd get that puzzle glue, yeah, glue okay. the puzzle together and frame it and put it in my room. So I had about six puzzles. One was old timey baseball cards all around. I love that. One was a Where's Waldo of the world looking for Where's <laughs> Waldo. It. One was just the American flag. We, and that's, that's a hard that's puzzle. That's a hard one. That's a hard puzzle. You're just looking at the shapes more than the colors yeah, and that design. Was, that yeah. took us a long time. That was a thousand piecer too. Wow. Uh, glued that one, framed to put it on the yeah, wall. So I had like four puzzles framed and, and glued on the wall. That's how you know I'm a nerd. You were still popular in school. Uh huh. You yeah. kept that. Did you keep that secret from your friends? You're oh, yeah. on the when swim came team. Over. You're a life of a party guy. Friends came over. What's this blank space on the wall? Never you mind. <laughs> I'm a puzzler. They call me the puzzler. It's a good superhero. Yeah, it's not bad. Tell your friends about me. Yeah. I put pieces together. <laughs> What's your superpower? I can stare at one piece for over 30 minutes and not know where it goes. Doesn't matter if it's a lake scene, a bowl of fruit, or a flag. I one time put a thousand piece puzzle together of all one color. It was just purple. The puzzler. Now you tell Jessica Bulb in the green. <laughs> Jessica flashed in the green bulb. I'm coming for him. I don't know why I get the, the name old, mixed The up. old, they, that was a switcheroo Freaky Friday episode. Freaky Friday Jessica episode. Bulb in the green flash. The puzzler is here. <laughs> you can't solve me. And what if, but everybody's like, oh, he probably makes things really difficult. And the no, 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 no. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world, but it's yeah. really hard to put together. Yeah. And you know who, so Jessica Flash, she, she's new to the puzzler. She hasn't really fought the puzzler before. And Green Bulb's trying to give her the history. Yeah. Oh, man. Because Green Bulb has had his run-in with the, Ooh, with the, yeah. with the puzzler. I'll tell you what, there's only one person, because the puzzler returned. Mm -hmm. and, and midway through season two, the puzzler returned to Jessica Flash. And it was like, where was it? Well, he was defeated 20 years ago. Well, who defeated the puzzler? The grandpa. <laughs> we got to get the grandpa. The grandpa's got to come and beat him. He's at, he, and you get to the front porch and there's grandpa just playing an old puzzle that he's played many years <laughs> before. His superhero uniforms like just drab uh, black and white TV. House slippers. Totally house slippers and a house coat. <laughs> uh, well, you see the puzzler? He's coming around these parts again and I'll, uh, I'll put them together, you see? You thought that the 5,000 piece was too many, but I foiled the puzzler. That's why he doesn't come around here yes. anymore. I'll have him defeated by 3 o'clock, and I'll have a deli sandwich and a lemon meringue pie by 5. And you better make that soup hot, because <laughs> I didn't come here for no cold soup. If it's, uh, if it's uh, cold soup, I'll return that. There's nothing worse than the puzzler. And cold soup. I'd like the matzo ball soup without the matzo ball. Who needs that giant ball? I just want the broth. In a special crossover event on Jessica Flash and the Green Bulb, the puzzler returns. Grandpa played by Dan Loria. Dan 
Gloria. He's the crap. I'll I'll take care of him, Kevin. That's a bad Dan Loria. But well, Dan Loria. It's the saddest moment of my childhood when that final episode where they Wonder Years when they, when they said the dad died. And you know what? So one knew it was coming because it was Wonder a stress Years, ball. Uh, aired and what started airing like eighty seven, right? Eighty seven, eighty eight. I think Super, so. Super it was a, it was an after the Super Bowl type of show. Yeah. So this has been around for thirty years. And a year or so ago, when we're all working at Collider, and Jeremy Johns is there, and I we're about ready to go live on Movie Talk, and he something comes up about Wonder Years, and I say that loved that show, one of the worst moments, and it was the Wonder Years ran the same year. Kevin Arnold was always the same age as I was, mm-hmm. so '93 the show ended. I was a junior in high school, he was a junior in high school. That was the David Schwimmer season. The David Schwimmer season, yeah. And Gina Bonnie, Giovanni Ribisi was on yeah. it, yeah. Yep. And and I said, I go, oh, it was so sad when the, the finale, and they're like, and then Dad died of a heart attack in two years. Like I was so heartbroken. Jeremy Johns drops like his coffee, looks at me, and he's like, "You just spoiled that for me. I've never seen it. I'm watching it right now. I'm doing a Wonder Years rewatch, re- re- and I okay. and I was like, Jeremy, how could I have assumed oh that you God. didn't know?" That his dad died. You you can't be at fault. I for can't. That. It's that's from thirty years. Yeah, that's yeah. thirty years almost. Oh. But I felt bad. Of course you did. I felt so bad. Ah, oh, but look for the puzzler this fall. <laughs> and the puzzler gets a spinoff. It's the puzzler and Jason Alexander. Yeah, that's a great marketing thing. For he's not, Jason Alexander is not even a superhero. It's just Jason Alexander. Just, yeah, David Tennant's David Tennant's the, uh, the yeah. villain. Oh uh, man, you know what? We were talking in this thing here about uh, we're making fun of the puzzler and grandpa about delis and stuff. Yes. And you had a deli experience that you wanted to share. I did. So I was at a deli uh, before the show. I had a meeting at a deli in Westwood, California. It's called Lenny's Deli. And okay. it was fantastic. I t- okay. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, say the best Cobb salad I've ever had. I like that. It was great. And I and people are like, oh, you went to a deli and you got a Cobb salad? It's lunchtime. I can't eat a giant pastrami yeah, sandwich yeah. at lunchtime because I'll be asleep on the 405 driving Well, lane. those deli sandwiches at those big, like the Jerry's delis and yeah. the Abe's delis and the Cantor's, the pastrami sandwich is like a foot tall. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you well, did well. What's a shame is that is that be- based solely on the vegan culture and the millennials thinking mm-hmm. that like meat is bad and, mm-hmm. and everybody's vegan now. And before you know it, all, the entire world's going to be filled with vegan farts and nobody's going to have enough protein. So mm. we're not going to be able to procreate mm. and animals will have taken over the world. I went down a wormhole there and I apologize, Ken. <laughs> uh, welcome to Bunker Talk. <laughs> we're here with Preppers Makuga and Ken waiting for the end of the world. You kids thought your meat wasn't going to keep you alive? Well, now you're in the bunker where we've been curing our own cows for years. Enjoy this shark jerky I made with my own... (laughs) Bronco Electric Food Dehydrator that's powered on solar solar power alone from the only sun rays that we somehow filtered through our bunker. I I couldn't think of dehydrating uh, machine. I was going to call it a humidifier, which is how you keep it. I bought a Bronco Food Dehydrator, used it once, and then my dad sold it at a yard sale 10 years later. Probably. Anyways, yes. So, Deli. uh, So... I, I just noticed something at this deli, and yeah. I, I'm sure that I, I don't. But the clientele at a deli mm. here in Los Angeles, and maybe maybe it's more so here than in New York yeah. because the deli's still popular there. Yeah, it's still the a mean thing. age is like 75, <laughs> and like pushing on 80. And the waitress, our waitress Jamie, she was adorable. She was amazing. She was an older lady, but she was yeah. still uh, she had spunk. You I could love tell it. she was on an episode of Young and the Restless love back in like it. 87, 88. I did a day bit, day on bit. guiding light, mm-hmm. day player spot. And she comes over and she goes, what do you guys want? And we told her the thing, you know? Yeah. And as we're, and I, you know, I'm looking around and I'm thinking to myself, am I, am I a deli guy now? 
Hey, are these yeah. my people? Yeah. Because I love the atmosphere in a deli. There's no frills. There's no, yeah, listen, yeah. you get what's on the menu. It's laminated. There could be a picture here or there. It's, but I'm not at like a chain restaurant. This is Lenny's Deli in Westwood. There's probably like nine pictures of Ernest Borgnine on the wall right, for the right. nine times he was there. Every, I met a guy that was a mate. We had an amazing conversation talking about Jeopardy and all this kind of stuff. And then everybody that's getting up around me, there's canes, there's walkers. It doesn't make the food any less no. delicious. It is still fantastic. Yeah. Then these two old guys sit down next to us as we're leaving and they couldn't yeah. hear a thing. They both ordered two beers two to beers. start. They didn't have a like a beer. beer. Uh, two beers. They both said, it. I caught it. I was like, I just ordered two beers. You thought it was once? like the comedy so store, they, two drink minimum. Yeah, they brought four beers, had four okay. beers sitting on the table. Okay. They both got, you know, a soup and a sandwich. But as they ordered, they're like, we'll have the soup. <laughs> We'll have a pastrami sandwich. Like they were screaming it because they couldn't hear anything. <laughs> and it was amazing. And Ken, I got to tell you, yeah. I hadn't been to a deli in so long and I forgot what I was missing. Yeah. I forgot that I was missing the beauty that is a classic yeah. deli. It's 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 atmosphere, the lack of pretension. This is why I go to these type of restaurants. I go to Coral Cafe around the corner. Yeah. It's not a straight deli. I seem to gravitate more towards those. The diner. The diners. But there's nothing wrong with They're that either. Similar. I, did, I had lunch at Jerry's. The famous Jerry's Deli, yeah. the one. There's a couple different locations. So some have shut down over the years. The this is the one in, the in Studio, City. Studio City. This is the one that Seinfeld goes to. He parks his Porsche in the red zone out front and collects tickets. He right. doesn't care. Um, uh, so I went there to meet my old friend Jack. He used to work at Screen Junkies okay. as a development guy. We and it was it's so yeah you're right because the waitress, sixty two years old, she's a pro. She's yeah. been doing this her whole life. Get get it, got it good. Like yep. knew right away. Hasn't missed a shift since the <laughs> Vietnam War. <laughs> I haven't missed a shift since Cronkite was on the air, all right? Let me tell you, this is a little awkward, but I'm going to say it. Cronkite, hot. I liked him. I bet he had a huge winger. Walter Cronkite here. Actually, it's more of a bad uh, Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw here. <laughs> Walter Cronkite. Says, yeah, and then the guys, there's guys, two guys next to us. Yeah. And you can't help with every deli. I don't know what it is, Josh. They don't like booths at delis. No. They like connected tables yep. with only a tiny like wall that doesn't go up to your shoulders. Full conversation. You, you can, can hear. hear whatever. So the guys next to me and Jack are talking, and, and they're talking about the business, right? And so uh, you don't know. It could be like yeah. a producer. Or it could be a dude who uh, worked for RKO Pictures right. in 71 at the last. So day. it's me, Carson, and two hookers we picked up in yeah. Simi Valley, which wasn't even a place back then. Exactly. It was just a random sand pit. <laughs> you just took, so my, my character, Dutch Alley, yeah. you, you, you just took, uh, you just took uh, you know, Ronaldi all the way to the top there. You didn't, 118 free was, wasn't there yet. And you just went all the way through to Santa Susana Pass. <laughs> and then you did some blow on the other side and you came back. No, so he's talking. So then the guy, had, the other guy he's with, he's young. But have you ever seen these guys? And you and I, uh, you dress pretty well. I've tried to improve the style of my dress, uh-huh. uh, get a little younger. Ironically, to get a little younger, I dress like 65-year-old mm. Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this guy, probably 32. Okay. Had jeans up to his nipples. Ah, and a, the old Clint Eastwood. Yeah, the, a T-shirt and like a, and, and low-cut white socks on oh. black uh, sneakers. Ooh. So he looks a look. 70. Yeah. And they're talking, and he gets As up. As I hike my jeans up, I'm like, <laughs> well, you got to hike him up a little bit. How can I get him up there? a little bit? He gets up at the end of the meal, drops a paper bag of like 78 headshots <laughs> of not his. There's ones he's collected. It's like John Voight. It's like... It's David Faustino. It's like David Hasselhoff. It's 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 
uh, you know, it's Madeline Kahn. It's like, and he just has them. <laughs> we need some, uh, there's some esoteric reference <laughs> hall of fame that is in sports over here. And, and me and Jack are trying to ignore them. We're trying to give yeah. them their dignity. Sure. Then they're, they're, so we weren't in the booth connected to them. We were right yeah. across from them okay. and they're both trying to bend over. And you ever see a bunch of dad jeans bending over in front of you it's, and they can't get these fucking pictures up. They're trying desperately to picture, pick up Morgan Fairchild's headshot. <laughs> And the guy it's Corbin Burnson yes, from yes, L.A. Law. From L.A. Law. Yeah. Like, That's Harry Hamlin. Uh, and and I don't know what the hell a is going on. A young Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. And this is all, the only thing I'm thinking mm. is this is a deli. Yeah. This is a this deli. This is a deli. It's perfect. That is, and you see people that seem to be at a meeting and they're like, all right, yeah. I got an idea for a show. What you do is you bury a man up to his neck in gold. <laughs> like, wait, what? And then the man has to get out of the gold before the gold sets and he's permanently King Midas. We call the show Midas's Flaw. What do you think? <laughs> Somebody want to buy it? His kids are still watching I'll TV. I'll tell you what, that's great. You put Gil Gerard in that picture. Yeah. And we got ourselves a TV show and we'll do the movie of the week after. Right on. There you go. <laughs> that would be great. And I love, so this is, I, Josh, do you ever uh, kind of envision your own death down the line? Yeah. God willing, we live a long time. Sure. We've lost some friends lately. Some friends of ours have had some deaths. Yeah. John McCain just passed away. And I, I, I'm, I, I am a fan of McCain. I sure. Maybe we'll talk about that. He passed away yep. last week at the time of this recording. It was a little fresh in our minds. Um, so I sometimes think about how's it going to end, yeah. right? How's it going to end? Sure. I know my future. My okay. future Deli. has changed a little bit from when I would told it on your the Makuga show. I told Way another version where I would die in my friend's garage and right. his daughter and her husband would find him. Right, right, right. right. Um, find I, me. I like that you're evolving in your attitude towards death. Yeah, I'm changing. I'm going to be <laughs> the old guy that goes to the same restaurant every day at 11 uh-huh. o'clock for yep. a sandwich and a coffee. Okay. I'm going to go na- I'm going to go national holidays. I'm going to go weekends and all the staff's going to love me and everything. And then one day I'm going to be gone and someone's going to come in, some young kid, uh, uh, T. Josh Makuga. T. Will Josh. Come, will come in. They'll be like, why is uh, what's that booth got a black tablecloth and a rose in it? Like, ah, no, some guy Ken died. He used to go there all the time. And that's going to be it. That's it. That's, that's your my legacy. That's my memoriam. legacy. Mm. And that's all I really want out of life. That's it. See? That's it. I like, it's Ken, you know what? Yeah. As morbid as that sounds. It's pretty morbid. But it sounds so lovely. It's comforting. It really does. That the, that a wait staff from a restaurant would come to your funeral. You know, if they would, they would fly their tablecloth, yeah. tablecloth at half mast exactly. just for you. Put a little but, single red rose, lay out a chicken salad on yeah. rye for yeah. you. I don't, make, I don't, I don't, I don't even like red roses and I don't, I don't, don't like rice sandwiches. I'm like, more of a turkey sandwich. What guy, would your farewell sandwich be? My farewell sandwich would be a real, uh, thick club sandwich uh, with pickles in the sandwich and on the side. I'm right. a big fan of the pickles. Enjoy it. Light mayo or no mayo at all. More mustard. Mm. Mustard. I, I like mayo. I just, I've cut it out a little bit there. You should. Just a lot of mustard. Um, and shredded lettuce is big with me. Oh, I love I, shredded lettuce. I enjoy lettuce. shredded lettuce. I like shredded lettuce like I like those little crushed ice cubes. Yeah. You know, in the same vein kind of situation. Yeah, because usually they're served at the same spot. Correct. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> a deli. Yeah, a deli. Would you ever want to uh, maybe- Die in a restaurant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. All right, so that tablecloth is black with a rose because some guy can't. Why is the floor got an X on it? Yeah. <laughs> That's where uh, good old Joshy died. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, he's dead. Yeah, he's, he, they wanted to make it a black and yellow uh, X, but does they he, only uh, had black tape. Does he have any family? Well, he was married for a long time, but his wife left him because he would only want to build puzzles. Puzzles. On the weekends. Just she puzzles. was enough's enough. With By the, the time puzzles. he died, he was doing 3,000 piece puzzles a day. Uh, his vision had gone, but he could still feel the pieces. He would do one a week at that booth. Uh-huh. Never left. His wife came in one day, threw the ring at him. Yeah. Got yeah. in a 
gotten a Porsche with Jerry Seinfeld and left. And left. That was What's that. the deal with puzzles? <laughs> Who's doing these puzzles? There's peace. There's peace. Why is there a puzzle? Why did mine go plums to- fucking? <laughs> what if there was a puzzle that's called fucking plums? And you're like, ah, oh, this is kind of funny. And it's just two plums. Uh, I, I imagine now uh, some of our f- wonderful fans will now create a poster called uh, Fucking Plums. <laughs> fucking Plums. That's, that's fantastic. As they should. We, As um, they should. But to, to wrap up this deli, yeah. I thought of the, this thing while I was there and I tweeted it out while I was there. Yeah. Why is it that I'm so intimidated by a deli counter? You pull the number, they're like 64. And I'm like, oh, I'm 64. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'll have, ah, yeah. Oh! And mm-hmm. I melt down. I just get like a half pound of turkey and I get the hell out of there. And before you know it, I'm like, I needed cheese. I yeah. want some salad. I wanted this. I want that. I get to the deli counter and I black out. I'm so intimidated. And I've been on stages mm-hmm. in front of thousands of people, mm-hmm. Ken. I No problem. That that nice woman behind the counter screams my ticket. Some old lady with her ticket next to me. Like, yeah, yeah get it going. She's I black go. out. I just get turkey and I leave. It is an interesting. I'm right there with you. There's times like if you go to like a super, like a Ralph's sure. or a Whole Foods now or something. Whole Foods is a little different, but like you go to like a super Ralph's mm-hmm. or for us, Kroger's, it might be if you're in another region. Uh, or a Cubs, Wegmans. A Wegmans, a Cubs, whatever it is. Um, Acme. A lucky. Pittsburgh is the giant eagle. The giant eagle. I've yeah. heard of the giant eagle. Shop and save. Yeah. Martin final. They don't have delis. They just have a, a sandwich out on, on the on the display. You can take it. Wait, there was one in oh crap. There was one in Cleveland, Ohio. So it's called the Sparkle Market. The and Sparkle it, Market. Sparkle Market is huge grocery store. They have four yeah. locations in the Cleveland area. Sparkle Market is a rejected uh, like uh, unicorn. Yeah, like from one of the My Little Ponies. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, what part? Uh, what department do you work in? I work in the Sparkle Marketing. Sparkle Market. Mar- sparkle Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> He's in Sparkle Marketing. Marketing. <laughs> sparkle Marketing. Sparkle, sparkle Market Marketing. Well, I know what you mean, and and I've gone I've gone to those situations where oh I could get a I would love to get like a a little half pound of ham sure. and maybe some chicken salad. Ooh, what is this over here? I never yeah. asked the questions. Oh, no, I don't do that. And so when I see it as a number-based system, yeah. I usually back away. I'm right. right there with you. It's probably why you were so intimidated by uh, Porto's at first because you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. 100%. Right? And that's what we said on that episode. Do yep. you agree? Like I, I don't understand. I don't know how to order mm. and I get confused. I know. And a lot of those, especially if you go to like a deli, yeah. like a deli. I used to work at the farmer's market Los Angeles, like the original farmer's market so it's like an outdoor mall and everything. Yeah. They have co- deli spots. They have a deli spot. There's Fish, Lou. steaks, all that. Yeah, there's Lou. There's uh, Marconda's Meats, mm-hmm. and there's another one. I forget, and it's been a while since I worked there. And they were both grumpy. They were grumpy. They were nice guys to me. They knew me as a security director, but they were kind of grumpy. Mm-hmm. And if you ordered wrong, they're kind of like the soup Nazi on the Seinfeld type. They were a little bit, they weren't angry, but they'd be like, ah, come on, right. have your order ready. We're working here. Uh, it's intimidating. No, and, and I don't, my mom, Deli Pro, she got there. She'll she'll take twenty minutes. She doesn't care. Listen, you old bag, you're here for me. I want a half pound of Capricorn, yeah. and then she'll taste it like this is bullshit. I don't want the Capricorn anymore. My mom could run a deli. I mean, she's a school teacher forever. Right. Nothing right, right. intimidates her. Somebody says like, "Hey, hurry it up." She'll take. She'll come back and give you a backhand. She doesn't care. She don't care. Right? Me, I'm like, I'm really sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I come in ready to go as best I can. But right. you're right. Then I'll make the order simple. But I'll, I'll do that. If like if, I, if I'm at a subway and there's a crowded line, I'll order a tuna sandwich. So right. I can skip ahead in front yeah. of the line like four people because mm-hmm. they just plop on a couple of uh, you know tuna that's been sitting out there three, for three hours Sounds and then you, right. you move to the front. It works well for me, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with and, you. And, and for me too, I, I, last night we went to a, a lovely French restaurant down the street from our yeah. house, and you know, here's the thing: I'm allergic to a lot of things. We've been you, over this you many are a, a time. Very before. allergic. 
So the meal went off without a hitch. I told the waitress, no nuts, no nuts, no nuts. I got this dessert. There's clearly nuts in it, but I didn't want to worry my mom because mm-hmm. she's an Italian mom. She go, she would go crazy. We'd be in like an ambulance. Right. She'd be driving down Sunset going 140 miles an hour to get me to, to Cedars. And uh, so I didn't say anything, but I'm sitting in bed. My I'm breaking out in hives. My oh, parents had already no. gone to sleep. I'm like breathing heavy. And Amanda's like, I can't believe you ate that dessert. I said, there, that is not my fault. That that dessert had nuts somewhere in it. I know and somebody yeah. nut, it was like a nut flower. They didn't know about it. Didn't, yeah. But I didn't want to cause a scene. I didn't want to do anything. So when I go to those things and I see salads, like at a deli yeah. or something, I'm like, hey, any nuts or poppy seeds or sesame seeds? Because, you know, sometimes they just throw those in there for taste. The woman's like, I don't know. Yeah. And then she wow. looks right at me. She's not going to go ask anybody. That's why I've kind of run. So now I'm just like, okay, the only option I have is, is a ham or a turkey. Or I just <laughs> bought a pre-wrapped super sata and I get the hell out That's of there. That's the way. Wow. I feel I feel for you, man. I know. I've seen you. The great Comic-Con de taco, taco nut. De ta- the taco debacle? The taco debacle. Uh, that, yeah, that's scary stuff there. We've yeah. also discussed an, an EpiPen will cost you about $4,000. So yeah, no big deal. So you just, you just got to flush it out with some water and hope for the best. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, man, it was like, drink the whiskey. We got to get the hell out of here. And so I got, and I, and I mean, I went home, took a couple, but here's the thing with Benadryl. I'll be asleep until Friday. It knocks me right out. And I'm, yeah. I'm woozy and drowsy for a full 24 to 36 hours. That's your body shutting down for self-defense yes. though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Benadryl makes people drowsy, but your body's yeah. like, we're out. We're done. We'll see on the other side there. It's been real. I'm glad you're here though. I'm glad Thanks, you Ken. survived I that there. It. And you got a deli. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Uh, we're deli people now. Ken. We're deli people. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to we're going to start wrapping up the show here soon. Uh, I do want to take this time to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Superware. That's right. Need some underwear and you don't want to pay high prices? Go to Superware.com. They collect the underwear returned from the other big underwear companies and send them to you at low, low cost, Josh. They are not used underwear. They are not pre-worn underwear. Just underwear that may or may not have fit. They're washed. They do not have tags, but they're sent to you at, uh, at the lowest price possible. You could get boxer briefs, tidy whities, boxers themselves. It's a mixed bag of underwear. They may be in your size, they may not, but that's the point of superwear. Uh, use the code the afternoons for twenty percent off your first order, your second order, and ten percent off your third order, five percent off your fourth order, and one percent off your fifth order. If you buy the year supply of superwear, get ten percent off with the code the afternoon superwear. We wear the underwear that you wear later. Absolutely. And if you order now, then the first week, they will send you a pair of matching ankle high socks with red and blue stripes. And the red and blue stripes signify their charity socks for something. Socks for something, uh, dedica- donate yeah. for every pair of socks that you get with Superwear, they donate a pair of socks to people with smelly feet, thus d- eliminating the amount of carbon monoxide that is currently coming from inside of shoes on trains, buses, and subways. Absolutely. Got to wear underwear. Got to put together a puzzle. Go Superwear. Thanks for that there. All right. On that dignified note there. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was personally sad to see John McCain yeah. pass away. We knew this was probably happening. Uh, this isn't necessarily for me about politics. Uh, I am more uh, conservative leaning guy at times, but that... We We've talked about his uh, documentary on here before. I watched it on HBO. Fascinating. Uh, uh, Socially, I'm maybe more uh, on the liberal side of things. You know, I'm not here for that. I'm here for someone who spent five years in a POW camp, Mm -hmm. came back recovered, and and dedicated his life to trying. Fails at times, makes mistakes at times. I felt as honest. That documentary really covered some Mm -hmm. of it there. Uh, I I felt I just wanted to say something. To say, like, hey, you know, there's an American hero. Um, I know some people... A lot, some bitter and vicious people, not to, not to, not be nice about his passing, but. 
I, I think, drives me crazy. I think that uh, somebody that really dedicated their lives to the public service of this country mm-hmm. deserves our recognition, our admiration, and our mm-hmm. thanks. Because mm-hmm. uh, without guys like him trying to do something in politics, reaching yeah. across the aisle to the Democrats, trying yeah. to do bills that would that would help both parties and both parties together help our country. That's yes. the point of, of bipartisan politics yes. is that one side thinks one way, one side thinks one way, but together, can't we think together on what can make it best for the country, not yeah. best for the party? And I thought John McCain was always trying to do that. And people may disagree and, and, yeah. and they may say, you don't know is this, that. What I remember from the documentary and the things that he said, I like to take a man at his word and his yeah. actions, and I think that he was always trying to do something for the good of the people, the American people, and yeah. and uh, and you know he he was a hell of a guy. It's telling when Obama, John Kerry, Joe Biden, uh, Biden, and he were great friends. Ted Kennedy, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kennedy, that's Democrat Central. He and uh, who he passed away nine years of the same same disease. Uh, cancer, um, you know, brain tumor, all that. so sad, but uh, they were close friends. Yeah. It's telling when they are speaking so eloquently on him, and it troubles me when other people aren't. Right. It's um, like a, a Yankee in a Red Sox going out for yes, dinner after exactly the game. what it is. You know, it really is. Exactly and uh, at the is. end of the day, uh, I think it, you know, go hug somebody. Yeah. Tell somebody you love them because life is short and you, you, you never know how much time you have with somebody. Absolutely. You never know. Take uh, somebody to a deli. Have a salad. Have a soup. <laughs> Absolutely. Do what you got to do. Order some superware. Yeah. That's what we do. Josh, we had a packed episode. Packed today. episode. Packed episode today. Do we have any closing words of, of wisdom? How do we want to wrap this show up here today? Uh, I did a lot of time, a lot of, spent a lot of time this week talking about Young Guns too. Did you? With my friend Nathan and uh, Mark Ellis. I'm still trying to get my my lovely wife to watch Young Guns and Young Guns too. It is really hard because we just finished Sharp Object, Sharp Objects, yeah, which is fantastic. Which is good, and, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get her her on board because I really need her to watch this as yeah. as a part of it. And I will say, I think leaving on a word of wisdom, yeah, right. And I th- I think T Bob said it really really well. Okay, is that uh, it doesn't matter what you nerd out on, yeah. Appreciate the nerd world that we all live in. Mm-hmm. You can nerd out on sports. You can nerd out on eleven day honeymoon in the Shire. Yes, uh, but accept people for the things they love and the things that that they do, so that uh, it's yeah. it's not a world of disagreement, but a world of agreement. I like that. I like that. Let people have their things. Yes. And which is why, starting next week, the afternoons will be rebranded as Puzzle Talk. <laughs> With Josh Makuga. It's silent. It's a silent. Po- it's the first ever silent podcast. And I just say, yes, when I find a piece or that's the one. Where is that? Where is that? Silent. Where is that? I need a, I need a swoopy curve side. Yeah. A curve ending. Uh, that four pronged corner. Ah. Give me a four pronger. Four pronger. I only got a three pronger, honey. Yeah. Uh, I need a four pronger. <laughs> That's it. That'll be Puzzle Talk. The afternoons, we're wrapping up. We're almost out of here. Josh, you've been uh, working a lot of things. Uh, yeah. is, is the public going to see Josh Pretty? Or is that, uh, no, the public uh, will see Josh okay. Pretty. Uh, I thought the taping went amazingly. I working was there, on a, yeah. a bunch of really cool things. Uh, again, always hashtag at Josh McCougar for Jeopardy. Tag at Jeopardy on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I have buttons. So if you're in the LA area, uh, if you go to the live Schmodown on September 8th at the El Portal Theater mm-hmm. here in North Hollywood. I'll be there, yeah. Ken will be there. The Wild Bears are doing some 
crowd. One of, I'll bring a bunch of buttons and I can throw them out in the crowd. Just if you have a button, take a picture, tag at Jeopardy. Uh, go to our T Public site, pick up some T-shirts. We got a new T-shirt coming out really soon. It's, it's up there right now. Oh, it is. It's the Afternoon Jams. Afternoon That's jams. right. You like NBA Jams, a classic video game. Kyle Harlow uh, at Rod Maniac on Twitch for me. Uh, he he created the shirt. We went back and forth because we had to get the faces right. He did yeah. a great job with the faces, um, but initially the faces made you and I look too realistic, and it frightened both of us. It did. Are we that ugly? We're that ugly. But uh, these shirts are up. Uh, the Afternoons Jam shirts. Check it out, tpublic.com slash user slash catnapsack, but all proceeds from Afternoon shirts help, help keep this show on the air. Follow me at catnapsack, Josh, at Josh Bakuga. This podcast available in a lot of spots, including oh, uh, Spotify, Josh. That is. We, well, I shared the Spotify link last week. It was yeah. incredible. Good uh, stuff. We have we have a lot of fun here, Ken. We, we've both been saying how much fun we... we this is my favorite have, part of the week. ...have doing the show, and we love that you guys are enjoying what we're doing. So share the love, spread the love, tell everybody, go on your parents' phone, have them subscribe, have them listen <laughs> to the afternoons just like I did. And, uh, I, you know, Ken, it was it was a blast. Thanks, special thanks to T-Bob Bear for coming on and we look oh, forward yeah. to adding he and his father to our Sports Reference Hall of Fame. So. Looking forward to it. That is it for the afternoons. A silly look at a serious world. Doesn't matter when you listen, Ken. It's always the afternoons. <laughs>